This is On The Block with Brent Axe. Ready, me fire. We like our chance in the ACC with this East Texas gunslinger under center. They call him Lakeem the Dream, but he's every quarterback's nightmare. You can find uh, gems like that and plenty more on the Twitter feed of Syracuse football head coach Dino Babers at Coach Babers Cuse. Because today, as weird as it is to say, is signing day. Kind of a new thing in college football. Early signing day comes in, and Syracuse brought in uh, quite a big number in the class of 2018. And looking ahead doesn't mean they're still not out there recruiting and looking towards February. You win some, you lose some. They brought some in. They lost a couple players. Let's digest it all, talk a little football, and bring them on the program. Always a wel- always a pleasure to welcome in the head coach of the Syracuse Football Orange, Dino Babers, on the block. Coach, how are you? Brent, I'm doing well, and I'm excited to be on the block. Happy holidays to Happy you. Happy holidays to you and everybody there. I love the Twitter feed today, by the way. All the dad jokes. It was fantastic. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, can I ask you, I don't want to put any pressure on you here right off the cuff, but if I was signing with Syracuse today, and you got some material to work with there, okay, Axe, a lot, a lot of stuff to go there, what what, what comes to mind is, is the tweet that I would get? That it, that it was not my cherry tree. It was not his cherry tree that Brent got the axe for. Oh, that's fantastic. That's that's beautiful. Right off the cuff, too. That that was terrific. Uh, other very important question before we get to football on today. Have you seen The Last Jedi, and can I get a spoiler-free review from you, if so? Okay, here, here's a story on The Last Jedi. I, I've actually saw it okay. at, at one of my three top movie houses. I won't tell you which one it is. I don't say theaters. <laughs> I say movie house because I'm a little bit uh, older than the average bear. Um, the whole I've got to go back and watch it again. I'm with you. Okay, I'm now here, so with here's you. the deal. Because I was late going in because I was talking to Charmus Amy, Chance's dad. So I didn't see the first part of the movie because I was talking to him. Then I finished the movie, and then I got out, and then I called him again and talked to him again. And so I had, and then during the movie, I was thinking about him. So my mind really wasn't right. So I need to go back and watch the movie again. But it was a fond memory since we got him. There you go. See, that will associate with it forever. And you need to go in with a clearer mind to get a clear review of the movie. Because I'm with you. I've got some problems with this movie. I, I love a lot about it, too. But I'm kind of in between. I need a second viewing before I really hammer this down. But ultimately, without any spoilers here, I felt it was a step back in the Star Wars universe. But we, we can discuss that uh, another time. Because we got oh. some football. Well, let's throw it in there real quick since you brought it yeah. out. You threw it over the plate. I get a chance to swing at it yeah. if you're going to throw the pitch. Yeah. I would say that it's it's not the best one and it's not the worst one. That's on one fair. viewing. But that's why i got to go back and see it again. That's fair. Not the best, not the worst. I will say this. I believe it is, to, to use a term, the worst non-prequel Star Wars movie. How about that? Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna let you go with that one. I'm gonna wait till my second viewing. Okay, that's fair. That that's fair. Well, I'm glad we can meet in the middle on that one. I agree. Now, you brought up that you were talking to his father, and I know you don't like to focus too much on individual players, but you sign a quarterback. We got to hear about him. Chance and me, you guys were in on him early, stayed consistent with him, and here on signing day, he commits to Syracuse. Tell us about this player and this quarterback that you're adding to the mix. Well, again, you know I don't like doing this. Uh, <laughs> I, I think the biggest thing is from an academic standpoint. He could see the differences. I thought that the uh, the academic community at Syracuse did a fabulous job when he came up on his on his visit the very last weekend. I thought uh, uh, there were some professors that went over and above the board 
above the board on the job with this young man. And then you tie in the academic support people and everybody that's around the program. And I just thought they, they put our best foot forward and he could see the difference between our university and the university he had chosen. And I think because of that, it gave us a chance. And after it settled with him a little bit, I thought that him and his family made a fantastic decision. Let's do what you like to do. Discuss this class as a whole. Looking at what you were targeting, and we're not done. This is early signing day and there's more work to be done but you guys signed a lot of players today and got what two-thirds of your class in so given what you were targeting and what you wanted how did that turn out uh, good bad and ugly from your view you know, I really think it's good, Brent. I think that we're, we needed to reload the wide receivers. I thought we did that again. The, this class with the last class, I believe we've got seven to eight young wide receivers. We had to reload the defensive backs. We got three of those guys. We have to replace the four linebackers that we lost, and we've got three of them in the, uh, in the early signing period, which is fantastic. And, uh, you know, three offensive linemen. You throw in uh, Big Gabe. Uh, from Baldwinsville, who was the first guy committed in our class. He's always going to be the first. That's what I call him. I don't call him Gabe. I just call him the first. <laughs> and he got this whole thing rolling. And with him being the first and maybe a chance being the last, I think in between we got a heck of a class. Talking to Dino Babers, of course, head coach of the Orange, early signing day today for the Orange. Let me ask you, Dino, what did you think when they announced early signing day? And what do you think now that you've gone through it and we've seen the results of it? First thing I thought about was Advantage Syracuse. I think it was going to be huge for universities like us that have a strong academic base that can get people on campus and and get those get the people to understand that they can make an early an early decision with a fine academic institution, and by them signing early, not giving the poachers uh, an opportunity to come back in February and pull them away from us at the very last minute after we've done a really nice job evaluating maybe some guys with uh, lower stars, so to speak, they're going to be on the rise. Uh, because of their senior years. So I think that this is a huge advantage, and I think we, uh, for the very first time around, I think we've done a good job of taking advantage of it. So what is the process like now? Because I tossed this to you as to not, you know, tell some lines that you can't tell, but, you know, some players committed, some decommitted. You keep the process going, and hopefully when February comes around, you can tie some more bows here. So where do you go from here until the, the original signing day, if you will, coming up in a couple months? You know, I almost look at it like the first day of the draft and the second day of the draft we got uh, two-thirds of our class in and they're all locked up and uh, some of those young men will be here on the 15th of uh, january starting school which is outstanding but now we go back we regroup as a staff and we try to finish the last one-third of this class which is just as important as the front two-thirds because we still have some needs that we need to address and and we have to do our due, our due diligence in making sure that we finish this class out the right way. Our job is not done. Speaking of uh, comings and goings, Dino, uh, you had a head coach uh, now come out of your staff. Sean Lewis moves on to Kent State from your staff here, and much as you send players on to be professionals in, in football and in life, you've sent on Sean to, to be a head coach. So uh, tell us how that came about. You know, it's, it's, it's really interesting. When, when I started this in 2012, I had five guys in the offensive staff room. Uh, one was an, uh, a GA at Akron. One was a, a, a student assistant from Baylor. Uh, one was a high school coach. One was a junior college coach. And one was a retain uh, uh, 
employee from a staff that got fired. And out of those five guys, all five of them today are either offensive coordinators in Division One or a head football coach. And I take a lot of pride in that. And uh, I'm excited for Sean Lewis. I'm excited for Kent State. This is our first, my first guy that I've ever had become a head coach, and I wish him nothing but the best. I think he's ready for the opportunity. Uh, Lord knows he's, he's taken enough good players, I mean enough good coaches off of this staff to win, and I think they will win. And uh, it'll be exciting to see what they do in the future, Brent. On that note, it seems this new signing day and the new structure could cause a flurry of activity on the assistant coach front. There's a 10th assistant coach that can be added to the staff now. And I saw an article, I believe you were quoted in, from Pete Thamel, that over close to 400 assistants could go here, there, and everywhere. So that's the next storm you've got to deal with here. Sean moves on, maybe a couple others go with him, and you've got to monitor this and now hire an offensive coordinator yourself. How do you plan to kind of navigate that? Well, you just you get you get Christmas Eve and you get Christmas Day and you don't get anything else. Everything else is work days. While everybody else is playing with their presents, we'll be interviewing people and and. Uh, and moving people around on the staff to try to re- regroup and reshape this thing so that when we come out of it, we're better than what we went into it. You know, when, I, when we lose people on, on my staff, I look at it as an opportunity to reshape it, to, to move it around, and turn a negative into a positive. And I would expect us to come out of this thing better than what we went into it. And I'm um, looking for, for brighter days for the staff that we come out of this thing with uh, after January 7th when we add the new assistant and we get a hire for the uh, Sean Lewis departure. Any thoughts on what you want that 10th assistant to be and what they should focus on? Because if I had a vote, and I don't, but if I did, full-time special teams coach sounds nice to me. You know, a lot of people are going that way, Brent. I can see where that would be your first thought. I'm trying to stay open on it. I can see that, and I can see some people go – um, full-time special teams guys. Some people go with super-duper recruiter. You know, some people are going with, hey, balance out your – there's normally nine – there's only been nine coaches, so you've got five on one side, four on the other. Some people are balancing out the staff, so it's five and five, whether they have an extra guy on offense and an extra guy on defense. And I think that uh, all the staffs, based off their needs, will probably use all those options. For me, I like to play it a little bit closer to the vest than that, and uh, I will look at all my options, but I'll come to a decision here pretty soon. Dino, I want to close with this. Yeah, This is the first chance we've had to catch up with you since the season ended, and we've taken a deep breath since then. I think if anybody paid close attention to this season this that just happened, that this team made progress, but you, you have the same record as the year before. So what's the message to get out there that this team has taken some steps forward to get around the hard number that yet you had the same record the year prior? You know, again, I think that, I don't think the two teams are similar. I think the 2017 would would whoop up on the 2016 team, and I think a lot of that has to do with our record. I think, I mean, not our record, the opponents that we were playing. I think a lot of it has to do with the maturity of the team the second year around. Uh, I think that we're getting better. Now, I could be wrong. I've been wrong before, but I really think we're getting better. And as we solidify and get more people in the program so that our, our lines, our depth charts are, are deeper so that we can survive the, uh, the injuries that you mount in the ACC Atlantic and the type of schedule that we play, that I think that it will eventually show up 
in the win-loss column, and we're going to get what everybody wants, and that's us having winning records and going to bowl games and having an opportunity after that to uh, compete and play for ACC Atlantic Championships. Very good. Dino, uh, thank you so much for the time today. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays to everybody, to you and yours and everybody over there at Syracuse. And when you do get that second viewing in of The Last Jedi, let's let's compare notes because i got to do that myself and make sure the first viewing matches the second. Hey, Brent, thanks a lot for letting me be a chip off the old block. Oh, there's another one. <laughs> we bookended it. I love it. Fantastic. <laughs> thanks, Brent. Thank you, Coach. That's Dino Babers. He's the head coach of the Orange. You knew that already. Always great to catch up with him.